0: The favorite podcast, it's Reclaimed Audio with your hosts, Phil and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 145 for August 16th, a daylight 2018. Sorry about that. This week's top Patreon supporters are Make Build Modify Stu Morrison, the godfather Jimmy DiResta. Oh, that was terrible. Sorry. <laughs> that was horrible. Sorry, Jimmy. <laughs> Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Keith Decent, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Mike Jeffcoat, Jim Bashirs Brad Dudenhofer, Paul Jackman, uh, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, John Made It, and Barry custom. Uh, if you would like to get your name on this list, you just need to be a $10 subscriber on Patreon. And you also get access to the pre-show which everyone starting at a dollar does, but $10 you get your name on there. I uh, like the boys over at maybe I've said too much.
1: Hey, they didn't pay 20.
0: Back it up. Oh, sorry. I'll say it twice. Just mark the time and let's just edit that out. Well, okay, that's 22 bonus got on, those got guys, yeah. Well,
2: I, I would like to give Mike <laughs> an extra bonus though. Just he'll understand this. I love you too, Mike.
0: Or anyone who's listened to the podcast.
2: No, because he didn't say he loved me then. It's, he, he, just, he just messages me now and again. It's just, Lutz, I love you. And oh,
1: good. Okay, okay, well, you guys can have all the personal conversations you want on your own time. That's correct.
2: Fine. Agreed. Mm. I, what? I sense a little bit of hostility. Did you guys miss <laughs> me that much, or what's going on? Oh,
1: you weren't here last week. That's oh, right.
2: Yeah. It was Why? Maybe. Smooth. Yeah.
1: Yeah, maybe uh, Phil, you should ask him what he's been up to. What now? Have you
0: been up to, <laughs> Bill? You have seven well, minutes.
2: Um, seven minutes. Seven. Yeah, yeah. All right.
0: Yeah, no, that's why you've got to. I'm cutting your time in half. You only have seven
2: minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, my my daughter came to visit, and um, I took a week off of work and. Although that got off to a rocky start, uh, it was filled with nothing but um, a lot of walking and just me being mesmerized by how amazing she is. So it was uh, wonderful. So I haven't been doing much other than admiring her and getting to know her and um, understanding that 16 year olds actually do have opinions and they have value. And because, you know, I, I didn't really think so before, but now I'm pretty sure that. They could run the planet way better than we old people do. Well, teenagers yeah, I mean, I are a lot of fun. Disagree,
1: yeah, yeah. No, teenagers are a lot of fun. I, I, I really enjoy hanging out with teenagers, especially like, uh, you know, if you, if like they're uh, like strangers, <laughs> like you know, like like mm-hmm. if, you, well, like not strangers, but um,
0: you're digging a real big hole here.
1: No, yeah, like no, when I used to going. teach,
2: they're a lot of fun. But what
1: I, I used to teach private lessons, and like the kids would talk to me differently. Like, guitar lessons, you know? And uh-huh. the kids would talk to me differently than they would talk like, to a parent because I was, like, more like a peer.
3: Mm-hmm. And I was
1: only about, you know, 15 years older than mm-hmm. not, like, 25 uh-huh. years older. And I always thought it was really interesting uh, to hear the, the, their perceptions of the world and, and thinking back to, like, when I was their age and my perception of the world and how much they've changed. And
2: uh, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. No, that, that was yeah. good, but I still think that maybe mm-hmm. we should try... Because we've been running the world a certain way for so long. Let's try letting the teenagers do it.
0: You ever read the book *Lord of the Flies*?
2: <laughs> that those aren't teenagers; those are little
0: kids. Mm-hmm. Teenagers no, are I, little kids, man. Yeah, no. no I
1: mean, like seriously, like like teenagers, like boys, are, their frontal cortex isn't even developed until like the time. Like, I didn't
2: say boys. Bo- I think boys are pretty dumb. And
1: oh well, teenage girls. Um, well, yeah. No, I've, I've Good idea. A teenage girl. Yeah. All, all I'm
2: saying girl. is maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe it's just my daughter who's special enough to run the world. And do it. You're probably job. right. You're yeah. probably I'm okay right about
1: Okay, with that. that? If if Aspen wants to run the world, I'd be willing to give her a shot, but okay. like just like every teenager out there? No.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, I'll trust your guys' wisdom on that, but I'm telling you, my daughter is different. She's special.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, that's that's what I was doing. How about you, Phil? I uh
0: what do you Put your pants back on. Anyways, Why? so Wait, I whoa, was whoa. in trial.
2: There's nothing I remember. There's nothing in the contract about pants.
0: Fine, well at least stay seated. So I was in Toronto for the last week. So not not much on that front as far as yeah. making. How are your rolling th- trays coming? You done? I'm up to seven of twenty. When's your in, deadline? Uh last week. So they're not too happy <sighs> with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're not too happy with me. But I decided um I, I kinda sorta ran out of hardwood to use. So I decided I'm just going to use some pine No, don't say I'll it. I'll don't. Okay. What?
2: You, you didn't what? go buy some, did you?
0: No, no, no. I've got an old coffee table top that I'm just going to cut up into perfect squares. That way it doesn't need any milling. And then it can go right on the CNC machine. And uh, and I'll just seal it with something uh, like a hard coating. Like okay. Maybe like a oil-based polyurethane. Yeah. And that way it'll just be safe food safe shall we say once it cures
2: so serious question how much of the cnc is necessary to do this would couldn't you like do this by hand maybe faster
0: Bill, tim and i talked about it i actually don't have a uh, like i have bearing guided bits but what i would need is the collars for the for the router to be able okay. to follow a template but the truth is it's not it's not much of no it's not that long on the cnc especially since i Took Tim's tip and put in a bigger bit. Um, it, a lot of it is the finishing, is the okay. sanding, which would be the same by hand anyway. Okay. Well, and you the know, truth is, I just haven't been home to do it. it. That it
1: is true though. Like if you if you make templates and you use a handheld router with a bearing bit, you know, like that's maybe it is actually a little bit faster than the CNC machine because there's parts where you can speed up that aren't as critical in the middle and stuff. Yeah. Um, but you're not doing anything else. You know what I mean? So if you're right. making a batch of twenty, he can be standing and finishing the other that's ten true. while ten of them are. 100%. That's that's one of the big benefits of the CNC. Right. Is it's like two of you.
2: You're right. Point. I I did miss yeah. uh, I did miss last week, so I'm sure you guys covered that. And now that you say it, it makes perfect sense.
0: We actually yeah. didn't even mention that point, but that's a good one.
1: We talked about it after we aired the episode yeah. too. I was like, hey, did you ever think of making a template? It might really save you some time. Yeah. Because like with like with guitars, you know, before I had the CNC, that was, I had templates for everything, right. and it was just clamping it down and. But uh, and it was probably faster, honestly. But
0: you couldn't uh, do anything just, else.
1: Yeah, it, it was a bigger mess. I don't have a dust collecting thing hanging over it either, you know. So right, bigger mess.
0: Right. The only making thing I've done. Well, I went outside today to measure uh, for a shed. Oh yeah! Wow, you're just I'm, like
2: you're remodeling your whole property. This is cool.
0: You're gonna build it by uh, hand.
2: Yeah. Nice. I yeah. mean build it by hand. I mean you're not just gonna buy a shed and put it together. You're gonna actually
0: No no no. I'm gonna do a custom shed. I think I'm gonna do twelve feet by twelve feet. Oh that's that not would a be a shed. It. That's a workshop. That it's gonna be, oh yeah, it's gonna be a workshop. I'm gonna move everything out of the garage into this into Oh, this that's, work, genius.
2: that's genius. It's yeah. genius. I like that.
1: Yeah. Put um in your design, maybe uh two sets of double doors like one on either end of the building however you decide to lay it out mm-hmm. um so that way you have the length like for the warm months at least you know two you'll have the length to kind of bring stuff in and out that way hmm. just a thought with the downside to that is you lose, you lose a wall, wall to put stuff against yeah. but if you put stuff on wheels in front of that wall it's you know for that that fourth wall the one that you don't usually open and close you have the option to open and close it later
0: but you can't hang
2: so no, you can't. could without without losing a wall, just you have can to put well. double doors on one side and put just a man door on the other. That still allows you a uh, pass through for like long doors. Yeah, boards. yeah, yeah. You don't That's have a good point. Yeah, you don't have to do double
0: doors on both sides. Yeah, and I gotta it, see because I gotta do this thing on the cheap. So see, yeah, cheap. Yeah,
2: is there anything that you don't do on the cheap? Like, are you ex- what? You know, I'm gonna write that. I'll save that for the show. All right. Hmm. What?
0: hmm.
1: Is that one of your questions now?
0: It will be. Tim, what uh, <laughs> what are you working on?
1: I've been... I have all sorts of insanity going on. <laughs> um, I have i uh, I'm still waiting on a paint for the pinball desk, and then I'm also just starting a credenza that goes with that. There's going to be a bunch of 3D CNC carved doors, and it's not reclaimed at all, but it's kind of fun. Tomorrow I'm picking up two 12-foot by 24-inch wide-ish uh, live-edge slabs that are going um, yeah that are going to be tabletops for this yoga studio in Brooklyn I'm going to build a cabinet for one Mm -hmm. and then the other one's going to have like a steel base that it goes on Uh, and so I have like like a a five foot credenza a five foot desk and like these two twelve foot slabs like coming into my shop so things are getting crowded Mm -hmm. Uh, I need room to work on all these things at the same time the timing just really it was supposed to be one was supposed to be done already and the other one just starting and it's just the timing got all messed up and now it's like that's all needs to be done in september and and uh so on top of that i I mentioned last week you know about how i'm getting this this laser (laughs) this uh laser cutter laser engraver in and uh the the company thunder laser i originally you know struck a deal with them they make a 40 watt 24 by 16 inch cutting surface um basically bench top laser it's a it's a big Benchtop laser, but it's a benchtop. You know, it's bigger than like the, um, uh, you know, the
0: the popular ones. Um, oh, the either the Epilogue or the Epilogue, uh, yeah. the Glowforge. Yeah.
1: Right. Those are those are more like kind of like you know homeowner size, and I wanted mm-hmm. something that was a little more industrial than that, and had a little more cutting power. You know, and, and so I was, but I was looking for something that would still fit on a bench, and so I made this this deal with Thunder Laser in exchange for some uh, video content over the course of the year. Uh, For this machine and then there was a little they didn't have one in stock to give me so the guy while I'm on vacation He says he goes hey, I'm 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 cleaning up at a trade show right now in California He's like why don't I just crate or ship the one from this trade show to you um, Instead of you know shipping it back to me, you know Do you mind if it's used it might have a few dents in it because it won't be crated. I'm like oh, that's that's sounds awesome Like that sounds great. Thanks. So that's the whole conversation. He gives me the tracking number and then it turns out when I get the, I see the, the bill of lading and it says the weight of it is 700
2: pounds. Uh, yes, Bill. Uh, did you, I didn't listen to the show last week, but you talked all about this during the pre-show. No, I didn't. No, you like, didn't. Yeah, you
1: did. Oh, in the pre-show last week. Yeah. Yeah, well, I hadn't gotten it yet.
0: Oh, and now uh, you have it. I was, now I have it. Well, he's it, yes. about to give you a big, a big update on it. Is, oh, I, if, okay. Yeah,
1: because I didn't talk about any of this in the show, so the people that aren't listening to the oh, show, this is all new
0: information okay. for them.
2: I was just making yeah. sure that...
0: You had your seven minutes.
2: Yeah. I only used yeah. two of them. I checked. <laughs> okay, <Well. laughs> So, uh,
1: you know, so I'm looking at this, like, this thing, 700 pounds. I'm picturing this huge crate. You know, I'm like, wow, it's going to be... Uh, well, what he did is he didn't send me the benchtop one. Yeah. <laughs> the, one he had, the one he had at the show was actually um, a freestanding. It's on wheels. Uh, the cutting area is 24 by 36 the entire machine is about six feet long and four feet deep and four feet tall
2: holy moly that's like yeah,
1: joe crawford size it just fit in the, like that's i, I went nice. driving because huh? i went driving to the freight center to get it put in the back of my truck because when i saw the, the weight i didn't it was getting delivered to my house i was like i don't want to delivered to my house it's gonna go to my shop and um and so I I the freight center's two miles down the road, so I drove my truck there. I'm like, Hey, let's put it in my truck. Like, yeah, sure, no problem. And so uh the guy comes out of the forklift, he goes, This isn't gonna fit in your truck. He yells and I'm like I'm like, You sure that's for me? <laughs> you know. I had to cut the he had it all wrapped up, I had to cut some of the externals off the top of it. And then he yeah. had to get another forklift that had longer forks on it so he could pick it up the long way and yeah. pick it up and, and so he lifted it up. I backed my truck under it, he dropped it in the bed of my truck and it just fit under my ladder rack, it literally filled the entire bed of my truck. Wow. Um so it's got a it, it's the model comes with an eighty watt laser, but it's actually got the hundred watt laser upgrade, which actually adds like another twelve inches to it because there's an extension box on it.
2: It's a it's a mammoth
1: beast. So it's it's I,
2: I want to a factory in a box. I want to clarify when I said it's Joel Crawford size, I meant that Joel has a <laughs> giant laser.
0: Joel's, I know what you meant. I was being a jerk. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just yeah, wanted no, to, make sure. I,
2: but no, yeah. I mean, so this is like i just gonna a, let a, you doing it. I just
0: industrial. <laughs>
2: laser this thing can probably cut like you know titanium I'm, I'm pretty sure i could cut three quarter inch plywood with
0: it yeah um,
1: you know wow it's, uh, yeah no it's the it's the real deal it's like it's way more so that so what that meant is on top of all these other large things i have going on in my shop i have this large thing coming in that i was not expecting i had a spot is it 210 or, or 220 or 110 it's one, tw- uh, one ten or one twenty, whatever. Uh, regular outlet, and it has um. There's like a water cooler box, right? And then there's like, and then there's like the there's a compressor, and then there's this other you know like a sucker to suck the smoke out, it. and it's oh, this whole man. like. I had to rebuild my whole shop, so I've been like trying to clean out my shop and reorganize to make room for this thing. And uh, I'm just like the whole time I'm thinking, you know what? I think today is the day that my life
2: just changed. Dude, I keep thinking you can you could laser an entire guitar, one piece, one solid. Oh yeah. Piece. You could I pulled, cut I pulled the the neck I pulled guitar off
1: my wall and put it inside it.
2: Yeah. yeah. You could literally but make you know a what? solid guitar. People say a solid body. What? No, no, no. This is one piece of wood. You know, ironically, Bill, that's
1: what I'm working on right now for tools today on my CNC. Uh I'm cutting a I'm making a one piece headless uh guitar uh out of a butcher block
2: countertop. And it's that. almost
1: done. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I don't want to say this on our our PG thirteen show, but I'm have to tell you I'm a little excited right now.
0: Yeah, I really wish you didn't say that. Out also,
1: I'm really yeah.
0: I'm not. I'm, I'm
2: not
1: going to stand up. I'm not going to yeah, stand up.
0: Creepy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: But so that's the, so things are just like is uh, basically I'm not going to take another day off
2: for a long time. I'm just going to That's awesome, man. That, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome, Tim. But I'm like
1: super because at the same time it's like I'm not in the time crunch to be making videos for the laser company. Like they understand I need to learn and stuff. But but then there's like I want to learn it. Like I've got Mm -hmm. this you know seven thousand dollar machine taking up half my shop. It's like I gotta I'm not gonna let dust collect on it. So I made my first cut today or not cut but etching and I did a V in a circle like because that's what I do with every tool I get. Like the first. maker. because it's like, it's going to be his eventually anyways, <laughs> you know? but uh, it's just like a good simple project to like, you know, like the first, my plasma cutter, when I got that, that was the first thing I did is I cut a circle and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so yeah, I did that today. So I've got it up and running. I made a V. I'm happy. Now it's like, okay, I got to, I got to push this aside. And I got to start like, like digging out, you know, it's just, it's nutty, nutty right now. I'm a little
0: did, stressed. Did it come <laughs> with software?
1: Yes, that's part of the deal, is um, they have some new software that they want me to demo in the videos. Okay. Uh, right now, I only have the old software, so she's actually going to send another controller to me. I'm going to have to take the controller out of it and, and install oh, a new cool. computer to use wow. this new software, this updated stuff that they have. So, it's um, so yeah, it's it's, it's it's interesting. It's really interesting.
0: And what's the CAD that you use for it?
1: Uh, the, the, it's all self-contained in the software.
0: Well, how do you build... Your like, what do you mean? What do you put on your computer to be able to? Oh, the a design. Device? Well, I yeah. you can design in the program, but
1: obviously that's very simple. But um, I have uh, the one you told me to get, Inkscape.
0: Oh, okay. Cool. I
1: might end up having to get you know, the Adobe thing to get into it. But uh, but uh, like the the V I did today, I just did does it right in the software. Like I was able to, you know, you can draw a circle and it has text editing. Oh, and stuff, okay, so. cool. Wow. Just, like, um, just like the Vectric software you know yeah. there's the two sides to it it's like Vectric you can, you can draw everything that you're going to cut on the CNC but there's if it gets really detailed you're better off doing it somewhere else you know, yeah. you like know
2: you, you've, you've been talking about trying to get out of the furniture a little bit you now have everything you need to start doing signs
1: yeah um, signs you know are interesting I guess Science. I'm
2: not super Science. excited about it but, but here's, what I'm a, here's looking, the thing is they pay good Tim you can do, oh, yeah. your shit can be, you know, signs, capita. a yeah. business sign made out of reclaimed material. You can have that running and going while you're working on your own stuff. Because one one small sign that's, you know, maybe three by four, you're looking at a thousand bucks. Easy. Easy. Yeah. yeah. You know, a half day's yeah. work in the shop, that's a thousand bucks.
1: Well, I was talking to my my buddy Tad, um, who has the, he was the one that cut out my squares. Uh-huh. He has the metal laser cutter, like the big, you know, quarter million dollar. Right, right, right. Oh, it's a plasma so I told him. Card. Yeah. Yeah, plasma. Well, no, it's a laser cutter. He really, uses laser. and it cuts steel. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's the real. real deal. It's like you can't get you can't get the accuracy with the plasma cutter that this thing gets. I mean, wow. you saw my square, you know, the yeah. details. That's why, and that's why it costs so much to make them. Yeah. But because uh, the machine's so expensive. But so he's he's a kind of an expert at that. He's a real machinist, you know, and he's he's using old tools too, and. And uh, so I told him I had it, and I was him if he knew anything about it. He's like, "Oh, I never used anything like that." He's like, "That's awesome." He's like, "With a laser that big, you might be able to cut steel." And apparently, there's some tricks to that because you have to worry about reflection and, yeah. and frying the, the, you know, the, the tube and stuff. Y- but um, y-
0: you'd be able to do aluminum for sure.
1: Oh, uh, etch- etching and stuff, yeah. But yeah. Uh, there are in, in brass, and, and it says right in the thing I can etch stainless steel. Cutting's mm-hmm. a little different, but I can etch. Right. And uh, so, but his machine is like this big honkin'. It's more like a plasma table, but it's a laser he okay. can't really etch with that thing it's like doesn't so he was already saying like oh I might have some etching jobs for you so I I, I would not be surprised if that's my future instead of this one off stuff is picking up side work like that you know which which I would do although it's not reclaimed you know I mean I, I would do that separate from uh, you know right Tim perspective Perspectives but that's, I guess that's paying the rent money but, so you can con- exactly, concentrate exactly. on the reclaim and the guitars I'm and building the yeah and yeah, building the brand up the way I want to you know yeah. Hmm.
2: dude this this so, yeah no, it's, uh, you're right your life just changed
1: I was uh, when I saw that machine getting into the back I was like yeah my life just changed like you know my workshop has changed like like my whole entire workflow everything's just changed like I just become this guy I'm not that guy anymore you know now I just got to learn how to use it <laughs>
0: easy wow. wow
1: I'm excited no I was I was very excited with how simple it was for me to figure out how to get that v today it was, like, way quicker and better, and I understood it because of my CNC experience now. Right. There's a lot of similarities. Yeah. And there's some differences, too, but, yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's, a, it's a beast. I could curl up inside it. I could, like, open the lid, climb inside it, and close the yeah. lid.
0: Yeah, don't do that, but that should definitely, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Why not? Uh, does it have one of those, like, uh, you know, like, kidnapper little latches like your trunk does? no I
1: think you can just open it while it's running
0: oh okay I'm sure so then Fine, kind of I'll, st- I'll
1: stick my hand in later find out let yeah. me know
0: Yeah. this week's topic is called what not the to man in the shop the myth the legend It's about who it's about I'm gonna let the viewers decide you guys you guys send us a message about which one of us you think is which one of those things um I would and actually, why you think I'm all three I actually think that Tim is the legend. I think that Bill is the myth, because there's so much <laughs> mystery surrounding his life, and uh, I'll be the man. So, Well, you've always uh, been the man to us, Phil. So. Well, so then so I guess it just fell right into place. Yeah. But, uh, but this episode is really another one of those Q&As, except this time, instead of talking about uh, you know, practical mechanics of how we do certain things, we thought it would be cool to, to ask each other questions about who we are as people and how we approach certain things in life. And uh, Tim is going to say something now.
1: Yeah, no, I was, I was saying, about, like, remember that inside the actor's studio? Like, they don't, you know, when they're talking to Johnny Depp, they're not asking him, like, well, what were you doing when you did that character? They're asking, like, about him. And, like, and so I was kind of thinking like that. Like, I felt like if we asked each other some personal questions, obviously mm-hmm. not too personal, but it might make more sense than the work that we create.
2: Right, hold mm-hmm. on. What size underwear? Scratch that. <clears throat> okay okay so bill's first apparently <laughs> yeah so we've all prepared a couple questions for each for each other i'm podcaster. gonna I, I i don't mind going first phil because i know you haven't prepared and this will give you a minute to figure out the gist of it so um i'll start this one um with phil so I'll take away his ability to get any gist um nice guy Hi, <laughs> right, phil if you could send a message to yourself 10 years ago, what would you say to the younger Phil?
0: Whew. Wow, that was a year before I got married. Okay. If I could Be careful now because away.
2: there is a slight chance your wife will listen to this episode for some weird reason.
0: There's actually absolute zero chance she will listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, Wow, I don't know, man. I guess I guess I would tell myself to start doing YouTube videos right away and have been one of the pioneers in that regard. Wow. Because I think I think that was, you know, the guys that were on there weren't incredible filmmakers right away, but they were putting out amazing content and that's what sort of was the driving force behind it. Think about what was 10 years ago. 10 years ago, I think when it was still YouTube wasn't owned by Google yet. I mean, no. You could be Steve Ramsey right now. I could be I could be the Steam Steve Ramsey of Canada. You know, isn't a, that
1: um, Matthias Wandel?
0: Nah, he could really comes at it more from a, uh, an engineering yeah, engineer. point of view. Yeah, yeah. And he's the German You know, I mean, that, but uh, could
2: you take into account also, though, um, but what would be different now if you did do that? I mean, what you know, the what what would the ramifications be?
0: Well, the ramification is likely I would be a full-time content creator right now if I did that and it were successful. Those are There's a bunch of ifs there, you know, because right. if I actually made it, then it would change the course of my life. Else... It would be a <laughs> else it would just be another, you know, hobby that I that I'm into. But the truth is I was living in an apartment at the time, so I don't know if my YouTube videos would be necessarily uh, about making the way they are now. I, I did I couldn't really start doing what I'm doing till I bought the house and had the garage.
2: Now did so, you know your wife ten years ago?
0: Yeah, we've been together for okay. uh, almost eighteen years. So do you think, like any other ramifications or impacts
2: that had that course traversed, do you think you would have had the, the kids in the order that you had them in? Do you, you know what I mean? That's that's what wow. I trip about, thinking back at things. Like, if, if I would have done this one thing a little bit differently, that would be cool, you know, knowing what I know now. But then how much yeah. else would have changed? There's that paradox that happens.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that knowing that something's coming will potentially change its outcome. But um, I... I I would I would have stressed out less about things turning out a certain way, you know. what I mean, like you know, we are always so worried about like, oh, am I going to get a good job? Am I we going to be able to find a house? Are we uh, you know uh, are we can ha- be able to have kids? And you know, if we if we can't, what you I mean? These are all these things that you stress out about. I, mean, I had three kids. There was no concern about me having children. Right. But you know, as as a as a twenty eight year old, these are the kinds of ridiculous notions that go through your head. I, I mean, it's not ridiculous because it does happen to people, but. I, I created problems in my head before they were real. Right. You know, and, then, and then made them real in my own mind before they were anything really to to worry about. So, you know, I would worry less. Um, I would bet on the Patriots in the Super Bowl a few times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Y- you know what I mean? Yeah. i pick some winning lottery. You know, I'd find the almanac from uh, Back to the Future. Um, yes. You know, but just those kinds of things. You know, like maybe I would have taken more risks, you know? That's interesting. I don't know. I, I, hmm. Those are one of those one of those questions you ask somebody and then say, "Okay, come back to me in a week after you've given it some real thought." Cause well, off I, the cosmic... I, and it's
2: so hypothetical. I mean, you yeah. really can't
0: answer, obviously. Yeah. But, but it is. Yeah. But I think the yeah.
2: advice that you can take from that, like if you were to tell your younger self what from what you just said, is one, take the stick out. Two, don't worry about being creative and start expressing your creativity now. Yeah. And um, three, just. You know, enjoy life a little bit more. It sounds like what—that's the basics of what you just said. You know.
0: Yeah. I mean, ten years ago was a difficult time for me. My my dad just died. My uh, brother and sister were fourteen and fifteen years old, and they were going through hell of their own. And Mm -hmm. my mother sort of crashed on everybody, so I had to uh, become their parent. So there really, yeah, there really wasn't much for me to be like YouTube. Probably would have been the last last thing I would have done. But I, I guess you know I've been like, man, it's gonna be okay. Right. You know, time, time doesn't necessarily heal all wounds, but it numbs some of the pain. Hmm. Hmm.
2: Well, just remember the the wounds heal, but the scars are still left behind. So.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah. Then you. Anyways, so it was a tough time. So I don't like I'm I'm thinking of it kind of like in a bit more of a, a cavalier attitude right now. But it was it was a really, it was a difficult time. But uh, but still, I think the the the, the advice is valid. Yeah. everything's gonna be all right it was you know that's best yeah. of
2: times it was the worst of times
0: yes you stupid monkeys yes <laughs> it's a simpsons quote anyways great question um i'm gonna go yep. next to prove to you that i actually thought of something uh <laughs> bill Mm-mm. how do you go about making big decisions in your life
2: I find out what Casey thinks
0: <laughs> okay all right <laughs> is, that, is that your whole answer? Uh,
2: yes and no I mean what what I do differently now is I, I think there's a lot more consideration you know it's it's you have to and you this relates to both of you I'm not that much older um, any decisions I make now are much more thought out you know big decisions are okay I already I have a lot of... Uh, things that I can recall from previous decisions being made, you know, I mm-hmm. I would consider. There's a lot more things I would look. You know, the 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 bubble of, the, of of what you consider gets bigger. You know what I mean? As opposed to, oh well, if I take out a loan, I can afford that payment. Well now it's like, okay, I can take out that loan, but how long is the term? Uh, how is that going to affect my monthly budget? And you know, what is the interest rate? I mean, so. That's just an example of, of, you know, you consider a lot more, I think, as you get older. So I go about me. Mm-hmm. And and I have a partner in life who's way smarter than I am that has a whole other life's worth of experiences as well that we can combine together to come up with um, mm. answers to a big decision.
0: You know, whether Does Casey it's... still love to listen to the podcast?
2: No, not really. I guess I didn't have to go there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I could have stopped a few minutes ago, yeah. But yeah, it's I mean, just, it's it's so yeah. That's a great question too. I mean, uh, same thing. It's 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 like you know when you're younger, you you do things a lot more rashly. I think a little more boldly. Maybe you uh, a little um, uh,
0: your scope is narrower, as you yeah. said. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, well, yeah.
1: Bill, let me let me interrupt you to ask you my question because I think it kind of ties into this. It right. goes on the same thing. My my question was, um, as someone who actively seeks to improve himself, because I do feel like you really do. Um, what do you feel is the most improved thing about you since that younger you? And what do you think you still need to work on to be a better you?
0: Whoa, whoa. Tim just turned into Karen, but okay. Oh, no,
1: this is, exactly.
2: this is great. Um,
1: <laughs> so, I, I just thought, it says Karen, she
2: doesn't
0: return my calls. I just thought yeah, I'd bring her right to the I'm show. I'm texting Casey. You gotta yeah. definitely so, listen to this episode. Speaking, <laughs>
2: speaking in Karen terms, um, it would quite simply be anger management. Um, something... No, something yeah. that uh, my life was very chaotic the first half of my life was very chaotic and when I got to a point where I can I could not be taken advantage of so to speak I'm either I'm either big enough to bull through you to bowl you over to beat you up whatever or I can avoid it you know what I'm saying that was that was how I dealt yeah. with life it's like okay I'm just gonna... You're not going to hurt me. I'll hurt you first. You know, I was very angry. I was just on, uh, what do you say, uh, on red alert all the time, just constantly ready to go. You know, that was my first half of my life. Uh, And then I got to be 25 and it's like, okay, I will solve these, these anger issues now and become a responsible adult by getting a job. That will fix me. That will make everything all better. I will become responsible that will make it you know that will help the anger and the pain go away so i I thought that there were these physical things that you can do to deal with those types of things and fast forward another 20 years and it's like oh no actually you have to actually feel and 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 work those types of things out so yeah i mean my uh my earlier self was dealing with a lot of pain and anger. And although that's the biggest improvement I've made in my life, I deal with things much differently. That is still what I'm trying to improve upon. You know, even, Mm. even it's just driving in traffic. Now it's like, I'm, I'm actually, I've surpassed Casey now as far as road rage. It's like, she's the one that gets a little like a jerk over here. And I'm just like, we don't know what they're going through. They, they're, you know, he might be. Just, I drive my wife nuts with that. That's what I was yeah. say. It's like, you well know, they could be
1: rushing to the hospital with a nine-month I, pregnant woman in there right now. We don't yeah, know.
2: That—that's the one thing that I think I will constantly work on. Crazy. Is crazy. Oh, she hates it. Not being, uh, yeah. That, that Gwen also doesn't anger. drive
1: around with her name in six-inch tall letters across the back of her truck. You know, thats a great way to kill road rage. Put your the name and your is, phone number on the, the back the of The truth the person
0: you're probably arguing with can't read anyway, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's the thing is, is getting to the That's point where that matters. Like if if I'm on the road and I'm pissed off a few years ago, yeah. I will hand you my driver's license. Come here. Here you go. There's my address. Come meet me. I don't care.
0: Yeah. yeah. I map quested it for you. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, to
2: this day, I still have my my home phone number and address, and I'll say it again, is on my Facebook profile. I mean, I'm just so not concerned about that anymore, you know. Well,
0: you ought to be. Um, Especially
2: now that you said that on a podcast thing.
0: Right. (laughs) You'd feel, you know what, you'd feel differently if Aspen lived with you.
2: Yes, yeah, without a doubt. Um, Both Casey and I are quite prepared to uh, repel any unwanted... Intrigers. You also feel
1: differently the first time you, you know, Mike Laffey shows up on your doorstep yeah. in the, middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey, man. I really got to go to the bathroom. Let me in. <laughs> Can I come in?
1: <laughs> I ate a bad burrito.
0: <laughs> yeah. That guy would do that. Um, <laughs> Tim, uh, in yes. following up with that, uh, in this similar vein, how do you deal with conflict both from the perspective of someone who is upset with you and someone that you are upset with.
1: How do I deal with conflict when someone's upset with me and when I'm upset with someone? Yes. Uh, Well, you know, like Bill was saying, when you're upset with someone, that's when you stop thinking rationally. Um, And as I get older, I'm more aware of that. Uh, So I find that the best reaction when I feel that anger or that being upset when someone says something that really makes you mad the best reaction is no reaction until you no longer feel that way and uh and i'm i'm human so i still make mistakes like you know some it's these little things you know you get upset with your kid or you go I'm ah, just like oh wait why am i doing that that's not you know that's not appropriate mm-hmm. and so you'll find yourself kind of catching yourself in uh and as, as I, I try to get better at that you know but um i'm pretty chill i don't I don't like snap (laughs) real easy. Uh, I just kind of just, you know, gave up on that a while ago. But um, if someone's upset with me, uh, it's easier because, uh, you know, it's they're you know, it's like they're the ones that have tilted. And so I try to just put myself in their shoes, like realize like, well, okay, well, they they're saying these things and maybe they're hurtful or they might not really mean them. Um, and it's again, it's difficult in that moment because your adrenaline kicks in and stuff. But mm-hmm. again, the the action is is sort of no action at first until the dust is settled, and then make action. Uh, and that's something that I've, I'm working on because I, I want to like I want to just fix it immediately. But sometimes the immediate fix isn't the right fix, you know.
0: Right. So uh,
1: I try to be. You know, it's easy. It's again, it's way easier to say it. But when you're honest with yourself, you realize you're not always doing that. Sometimes you're reacting in the moment, like Bill was talking about in the pre-show when, you know, he's dealing with an ordeal, and he and he and he, he felt that sort of anger and rage inside him, you know, how he has got very loud and aggressive quickly, you know, which thinking back is like, well, that's not the best way to handle that. Um, you know, and you, you even said, like, well, fortunately, you know, I didn't actually act upon this. I just felt it, you know, because it's like – now you see that but at the time it's like you, they call it tilting when you play poker everybody that mm-hmm. plays poker
0: yeah.
2: is
1: always like oh yeah when they're tilted that's when you make money
2: yeah you know? I, I, but, call, I call yeah. it it's on
1: yeah, yeah 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 you know hold my beer whatever <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 alright well Tim uh, who's next Bill uh, yeah I'll, I'll go with um, and this is gonna sound like a silly question but I, I want you to take this seriously <laughs> it's, but it, on a scale of 1 to 10 Mm-hmm. How weird do you see yourself, and what makes you weird? <laughs> and, and don't just say because you know I'm an artist, I'm a musician. No, I mean seriously. Well, on
0: a Scale of one to ten, how much of a jerk do you think you are, and why are you such a jerk? It's not a
2: jerk. <laughs> I actually think the word weird is kind of a fun thing, and I like being weird. I know I'm weird. I've this entire weekend with my daughter. What? I was doing all kinds of weird stuff. On the you know, I I I waved at get people. To be a weird dad. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. but I think Tim, you are a unique individual. You're not you're not the everyday guy that walks down the street. You have, you have uh uh your the thing about the, the, the footprint that you leave on the planet is first and foremost your family's first and foremost. But I mean, but the the footprint thing is that's not normal. That's not what most people are like. So you're unique in the world. Well, I'll be honest, though that that is
1: not um that is not my number one concern like about like my carbon footprint okay um it is it is my footprint though but it is this, it's a legacy thing i guess okay it's all i've ever wanted to do since i was a little kid is create art that would live beyond me even before i understood mortality like that was all i ever wanted to do Is like i remember being like six years old and i wrote like my first song with the one chord i knew on that little guitar that i still have and and uh, and i was like you know yeah someday you know people will know this song all over the world and sing it and
2: uh Well, there you go. So that's a little bit weird. So again, on a scale of one to ten, how weird are you, and and why do you think you're like that? I mean, it's
1: tough. It's tough to quantify it. It's tough to quantify anything. I don't know why. Eleven. I agree with him. It's (laughs) eleven. I don't know. I don't know why. uh, I I mean, I don't. I don't have any problem with admitting I'm I'm different than the average bear, and uh, you know, I've always been. I've never
0: fit in anywhere. (laughs) 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 You
1: know, until the maker community is probably the place I fit fit in here,
0: buddy. You fit in here. Yeah. No, with you two? No. Let, me tr- yeah. let me try this I mean, that's differently. That's not a compliment, then. but it's L- true. Let me try this differently. Phil,
2: on a scale of 1 to 10, how weird do you think Tim is and
0: why? I think Tim is an 8 as far as weirdness. Um, why do I think he's weird? Because I think he is constantly questioning his own motivations and the motivations of others. And, and he's the kind of guy who's got a, a high level of charisma to the point where you speak with him. And and you're immediately intrigued by his perspective, and it makes you question your own. So I think the question why is is a question that surrounds him, and, and it's something that that just makes him very special. It's not someone who can make other people question their own inaction that that is uh, that is commonplace. So
1: that that's um. That was really interesting to hear because I don't consider myself charismatic at all. I know you are, and I—it's the voice. I, I mean, I have—I have like social anxieties, like, like pretty welcome, bad. Welcome
2: yeah. to the world. So yeah, I mean, I know, like, yeah. who
1: doesn't? You know what I mean? But then people was like, "What are you talking about? You're like talking to cameras and you're on podcasts. You know, I, I made a living for 15 years playing on stage in front of people. But what, yeah. what? It, it's I have my space. Like when I would, like I can't, I can't go to a bar if I'm not working at it. Like. If I go to a bar, like, it's, like, I have, there's a spot on the stage that's for me and my double bass, and it's, like, I used to have one of my amplifiers that said office on it, like, this is my office, and mm-hmm. I had a little area rug that I put down that all my stuff was on, and nobody steps on that rug, and then during the break, I had to get off the rug, because it looked weird if you just stood there, <laughs> <laughs> and then it was, like, then it was, like, that was, like, the hardest part, like, you know, I never mm-hmm. felt, uh, I just, you know, I felt like I played, like, I was, like, play actor, charisma, question, or whatever.
0: What did Billy Ray say to Bobby Sue? Billy Ray she said, go on, take the money, and run. Oh, no, hold yes, on. She did.
2: No, that wasn't Billy Ray and Bobby Sue. Um, um, yes, it was.
0: No,
2: it wasn't, because it was,
0: no. You're thinking of John Cougar Mellencamp. No,
2: I'm thinking of Steve Miller. I know that song yeah, by Steve heart. Miller. It's not Billy Ray and Bobby Sue. It's Bobby Sue, but it's not Billy Ray. Jimmy Mayhem was a detective down in Texas. Because you know he yeah. knows exactly what the facts is. This
0: is. Ray and Bobby Sue. Anyways, what I'm saying is take the compliment. I thought it was I thought it was little Ray. No, no. <laughs> you know what? It's just I go and I try to say something nice, and then I've got the okay. two pedants over here. Analyzing Phil. Steve Miller lyrics real, real, real no, quick real quick real
2: question real quick hold on Tim I would just like to say you're you are our Johnny Depp before Johnny Depp started making movies for money I'm just saying
0: Thank you, it's you're Billy welcome. Joe. Okay, sorry. It's Billy, Billy Joe. Thank you. I Billy knew it Joe wasn't and Billy and Ray. Yeah, I know that really that really thank God we found got to the bottom of that. All right, go ahead. Tim. Carry on. Uh, carry
2: on Okay, Johnny. I'm gonna ask Phil a carry on Johnny. I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna ask Phil a question um geez I don't know which one I guess I'll go with this one. Phil what is the most important life lesson that you hope to pass on to your kids like what's, what's your, like your, your deathbed like just remember kids what's the, what's the moral of your story don't ever do a podcast
0: <laughs> no I'd encourage them to do that I would, I would hope that they got the lesson from me is don't leave anything on the table you know what I mean? Go out there and give everything your best. And that was something that my, my, I don't know that I always followed it, but anytime I came home with something that I was potentially disappointed in or that my parents would have been disappointed in, my dad's first question to me was always, did you do your best? Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. if I came home with a 62% on a test and he said to me, did you do your best? And I don't know, maybe there was a handful of times where I honestly said, yeah, I did my best. All right, man. I mean, I can't ask you to do more than your best. That this is your best. This you gave it. You gave it all.
1: That's really good. I and it's that. tough for kids to understand what their best is. But that's your dad was teaching you that. Because right. if you you're 12 years old and you says did you do your best, you might say yeah, but then you got to think about it.
0: Yeah. I you know, was my I dad really video was sort of or like I studying. He uh he he made me think about a lot of things. I, I it was by no means was he the perfect father, but. Later in life, we were very close, but when I was younger, he, he really gave me a lot to think about. And that, that question has always haunted me in a good way and in a bad way. And, and that's sort of, I ask my kids that also. Uh, my daughter, less so much, she's three, but my son who's five, you know, will go out and play soccer and he's upset that he didn't score a goal or what. And I'll say to him, Jake, did, did you do your best? And he goes, yeah, dad, I did my best. I said, well, then, then you, you did everything you could. And that's what it is. And then you just Mm. take it next time and you continue to do your best until you're better than you are now. And that's, that's all you can do.
1: Now you see Bill, why I wanted to do this topic and how it does relate to making.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah, it makes sense. Get it? It makes sense. (laughs) That was, that was beautiful, Phil. Thank you. It was, that was really good. That was that. uh, All right, here, here, we'll, um, we'll keep up with Phil because he's on a roll with some pretty deep stuff. How Mm. do your values interfere with your everyday life?
0: How do my values interfere with my everyday life?
2: Think about that.
0: I wonder how much better I'd be doing in life if I had less ethics exactly. and less... You know what I mean? Like, well, the truth is, is I would take more negative types of risks. You know what I mean? Like my problem has always been, and, and no joke, this goes back to like when I was a teenager with girls, is I always think too much about the negative outcome potential of any situation. So I'd be overthink. like, oh, I, you I, overthink things, yeah, overthink yeah, them. yeah. Oh yeah, like, to but launch, I'll always whatever. take it yeah. to the nth degree. So I'll be like, oh, I really like that girl. I kind of feel like she likes me. What if she says no, and then everybody finds out, and then she'll be embarrassed, and I'll be embarrassed, and then I'll never be able to ask out. You know what I mean? Like I would just take things to like the most ridiculous thing. And like yeah. thinking back, like 15 years later, I was like, that girl Uh-oh. was so into me, and she was giving me all the right signals. And I just thought myself to the grave on that opportunity, let's say, or whatever you want to call that, you know what I mean? So I think it's been both a curse and a blessing in that I sort of have run through many, many scenarios, you know, like uh, if I had opportunities to do something that would have maybe advanced me a little bit more, either through putting somebody else down at work or by seizing an opportunity to do that. Or maybe doing something that I shouldn't be doing. I just thought it to death until I was just like, nah, it's not worth it. You know what I mean? So, well,
2: it sounds like with the girl thing, missed opportunity. With the putting somebody down thing, it worked out for the
0: best. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Because right. yeah. I'd always rather, uh, you know, I'd rather earn things the right way. You know, and I, I, fast money leaves just as quickly as it comes. When you earn something, it stays around for the long haul. And that's really what I'm looking to do is to accumulate slowly. Let's just say. I mean, obviously, I'd rather have it sooner than quicker. Don't get me wrong, but I want to earn (laughs) it the right way.
2: It it matters how, though. I mean, it it matters how. Because if it didn't matter how, and you want a lot of money, you go rob a bank,
0: right? Well, that's just it, right? Or you know, uh, embezzle from the company. Nobody's really paying attention, and I could, you know, I could, I could easily expense something for five grand, and nobody would say boo. But that's not what I'm about. That's not what I'm trying to teach my kids. That's not how I, I, don't, I don't have to look over my shoulder, you know, for ultimately what's, what's five grand going to change at the end of the day. So, mm. y- you know, I see the opportunity. Don't get me wrong. My mind works that way where I'll see but these kinds of things, but then I'll be like, mm, probably not a good idea.
3: Yeah, so that's yeah. my
0: horrible answer to a question I probably should give more thought to.
3: no
1: that wasn't that wasn't bad it was i mean it was it was interesting you know fodder like you know to think about so it's good yeah
2: i think we don't think about those types of questions though something like that it's like well of course i don't want to you know my values interfere with everyday life because i don't you know i even in the grocery store if i get if they pay me back too much like three dollars i will drive all the way back across town to give that check or that three dollars back because that that's you know, she ain't the corporation. She's the one that's going to have to at the end of the night. The boss is going to say, "Hey, you're three dollars light." You know, so I was, see. I won't spend five bucks in gas to
1: return
0: it, but next time I'm there,
1: I'll give it to her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think those cashiers are responsible for the balance of the till. I just, just
2: they can't. Well, legally they're not, but well, yeah, they're not they responsible in, they for. It, but still, that's an awkward they, thing to to go through yeah. because I don't want to. I don't want to drive across town. But yeah, I don't think about. The the carbon imprint that I'm leaving or footprint. Because
0: so. 'Cause don't forget there's no there's very little cash in the till anymore. It's all well that's true. Card. That that might
2: mm-hmm. have been a bad example. But I'd still do it. Yeah, but we understood you, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, and I'm not being pedantic. I'm saying I do the yes, opposite. You are. If yes, if you are. Home Depot gives me two sheets of uh you know, two sheets of plywood and I only have to pay for one, I only notice it in the car, guess what? My foot's on the gas. Those guys are doing all right for themselves.
2: Again, that's not a corporation. I mean, that is the corporation, though. Nobody's going to know except at the end of the year when they do inventory, right? Right. But the till every night is something that 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 person is responsible for. You see what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, what do we got? Um, Who's what? Where? uh,
1: I'll go to you, Bill. Um, Besides the obvious, your, um, your wife and your pets and your family... What is your your most cherished thing or accomplishment? What do you cherish the most outside of the obvious? You know,
0: wife, kids.
2: Uh, well, let's just uh, clear up that the pets are family.
0: Oh yeah, sure. Okay, sure. So yeah, yeah. let's let's say that. I named mean, yep. I named, named them
2: after you guys. So come on. Yeah, and we're not honored. filing lawsuits. Totally honored. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow, um, that's a really good question too.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get you a little selfish and a little greedy almost. You know what I mean? Like cuz like it's so easy to say all that stuff and we all take that. But like what is it? Is it your truck? I mean, I want you to say like the It's for sure it's truck. It's, it's got to be your truck is my guess, but But it, or is it, you know something else? I don't know. It doesn't have to be a thing. It could be something you made once or some accomplishment, you know.
2: I, I would say the biggest accomplishment I feel that matters the most to me right now, and I'm going to go right to the thing that I'm still freaking out about is making these stupid guitars. Is being able to play yeah. music. Um, mm. I was. Uh, I'm. I'm learning. Um, uh, it's. It's nobody's fault but m- mine. Money and run. No. Yeah. I should. <laughs> nobody's fault but mine. But it's not the Led Zeppelin version. It's like the. Um, I don't know. It's an old, old, old blues version. Old blues song. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like, and this one happened to click for me. Maybe just because I'm, I'm starting to understand a little bit more. But it clicked for me a little bit. I was just dinking around with it today. And it's like, oh yeah, and I got this rhythm going on. And it's like, I can't believe I'm doing that because, again, mm, at, very cool. after the age of fifty, it blows me away that I can. It's and it's a simplistic form of music, but I'm making music. I'm making the thing that makes the music as well, which is just mind blowing to me. So,
1: well, that that's part of what made me ask that first question. Like, you really are a, a shining example of of that of someone who's willing to change and grow and try new things and learn. Like, it's real easy for people to. When they start getting up there in years, like, you know, some of us are. Uh, <laughs> to just not do that anymore, to just settle in. Oh, just, no, you know, man. But I, I, you know, that's good for you, man. Keep it up. Keep I'm, learning. I'm, fight,
2: and, I'm fighting the tech thing. I mean, I'm going to have to deal with that. Uh, I think I can. I, I'll probably just skate by with tech in my life. You know, I'm, I'm just at that point where it's just, I don't get that that thrill. Although, I want a laser smaller than what you got but I'm going to get a laser because I think that will help me play with st- that to me seems. Fun. Yeah, it does seem fun. Um, but yeah, I'm not tech is like I'll, I'll do what I have to to keep it. But this music thing, man, it's just like I never in my life thought it would happen. And uh, so, yeah, for me, music,
1: music's another tech. It's, it's just a, it's the same thing. It's learning a language. You know, it's another complicated mathematical language.
2: Yeah, it's it's it's. Yeah. So that that one mm. I, I could if I thought about that too hard, I would probably start crying right now. Cause it's just, it's still not, it's still surreal the fact that I can do that. You know, one of the things that really uh, attracted me to Casey is when we first met, she would actually play Ani DeFranco on guitar and sing songs. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, she's so amazing. She can play guitar and she <laughs> sings and, and she's got a beautiful voice and she did choir in school and all that. So it's like, here's a person. Really? Yeah. And uh, she's. Among a million other things that I fell in love with, but that that music is again for me. It's like I get to I get to I get to be close to that. But that's as much as I'll ever be is just somebody who can enjoy listening to music and the fact that mm-hmm. I'm on the other side of that step now. And again, we'll use the term music, what I'm doing uh, vaguely, but loosely, shall <laughs> so we say? But no, man, it's yeah. yeah so good question. That's that's uh, awesome. Yeah, awesome.
0: I've got cool. one for both of you. All right. Okay. <clears throat> okay uh, the worst thing has happened to you your house has been hit by a hurricane and a tornado um, all of your tools are gone everything's gone you have the clothes on your back how do you and where do you begin in building a life and providing for your families uh, does my, is my job gone? everything's gone even my job, you're homeless. You know, if I, obviously I'll, the job's gone. That's the easiest one. You just go to work the next day. I'm and saying get a like, paycheck. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, that, like
1: desert, you and your family, desert island. I'll, I'll
0: be
2: honest thing. with you. Is as long as I have me and Casey together, this for me would work out well because then I had no excuse whatsoever. I would move to Utah and start over. I've done it before. I could do it again, and I can go be near my daughter. So for me, I think about that. It's like, gosh darn this job and you this. Don't need- and, you know, I have to wait a few more years because that's the ultimate goal is I want to go be near her. So if I had mm-hmm. no excuses to hold me back, I don't hold on to things. I've never been I've never had anything to hold on to. Mm-hmm. I don't care if everything gets wiped out. If me and Casey are safe and it's like, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd go mow a couple lawns or I would do what I'd have to do to fill up the truck with gas or to borrow a car or steal a car. If it's the apocalypse, whatever. And I would go start over uh by my daughter. That's that's what hmm. I
0: would do. So that wasn't really the intent of the question, but I think we got to a much more interesting answer. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I have I have a, a sort of similar question for you, which is my last question, but to answer it, what I would do in, is I would solve one problem at a time. Mm-hmm. The, the first problem that came up, I would solve it, and then I would solve the next problem. And I would continue to do that until everything was okay, which is all I've been doing my whole life anyways <laughs> yeah see i, I hear well, that i i would Fear say that.
2: that that's a the, the answer to all my problems would be if, if if everything got wiped out
1: honestly i feel like i'd have a lot less problems <laughs> right? if that happens right it would be like oh okay we need to eat and then we need shelter
2: yeah like that's you know, it i mean
1: doesn't that sound nice instead yeah. of like and oh I that's all i have to do, do. i can go or... do that where
2: i want to, where right now in the bay area yeah. right now it's just like i said it's gotten so crowded and so expensive I'm doing that now anyway. I'd rather go do somewhere. I do that somewhere where I want to be. That, that's all. Yeah. So your wow. question. So, for so you really
0: are. You're you're really trapped where you are right now because of this pension, which some people would yeah. consider like, oh my god, that would be incredible. But you are you're kind of cursed by it.
2: Because yeah, because it. well, a lot of people say, oh, you're so lucky. I yes, I am, but it's not a big pension. We're not. I'm, I mean, I'm talking yeah, about. You're a not pension. retiring. I gotta yeah. I gotta go be Tim basically when I get this pension because it's it's living on several hundred dollars a month so I have to make sure I do that you know it's not several thousand a month it's right yeah it's hundreds of dollars yeah. a month for the rest of my life and I can leave that to Casey yeah. and it's like, okay, I can do yeah. that I can go somewhere else that's more affordable and I can make that work where I want to be as opposed to here. So it is mm-hmm. that yeah. balancing act because it's also it's almost to the point where it's not worth it you know it's almost to the point where it's like, screw right. it, like but I've got so much time vested now it's like I might as well f- I got a few more years to go yeah well that's but you
1: also that's the sunken you myth and you've, and you've got um, yeah and you've got you know Casey is you know a little bit younger than you and she's still gonna still a want lot. to work and she has Bigger. lots of plans and things so that's like gives you the opportunity to then basically start over with that cushion you know yeah and, it is and, and, and like and I set said set it up for her and
2: it's really you know. important for me to, to leave her with that I can't I don't have an inheritance I never I have nothing but I do have this pension, and when I'm gone, she gets it. And I'm good with that. That's It's like, hey, babe, thanks for
0: all the, well, there's no amount of money. Crap you put there's up no with. There's no amount of money. money. <laughs> but, yeah, so I, yeah. Yeah. I hope but, her and her, her new husband enjoy it. So <laughs> She already told <laughs> um, me.
2: Once there's, once once she gets rid of me, she's never dealing with another human being again
0: as long as she lives. <laughs> I'm, oh, oh, I'm sure of that. Did she introduce you as her current husband? That's when you know you're in trouble. This is Bill, my current (laughs) husband. My current husband. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Phil, I was going to ask you um, if you were to just get fired tomorrow, like you showed up drunk or something, just got fired tomorrow. Would you look for? Because that's the first thing that popped my mind is you showed up drunk. (laughs) But would you look? Would you look for another job in your field, or would you look for to maybe do something more like what I'm doing, or like you know more like independent, use your hands kind of a thing?
0: No job in the field. I think there's, there's too much. There's too much buildup required to do what you do for me to be able to provide for my family in the short term. I would need some kind of a bridge. Yeah. It'd be but impossible. I mean, you can get
1: a job bagging groceries as a bridge while you build up your own business, or maybe a little better than bagging groceries. But the, I do yeah, that's a little saying. bigger no, than no, that. You're saying yeah. That
2: yeah. to continue, it's too easy to, to get another job in your field and maintain the lifestyle that you have. Right. If, if it was yeah, like, yeah, like, there's it would no be too way hard I can do that, then, then yeah, like, you can make a decision. Yeah. It's like, I, there's no way. I, that's a once-in-a-lifetime deal, so I'm going to have to make sacrifices. We'll have to change your life. But I think you'd be able to take your skills and knowledge anywhere and maintain what you already have.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I really could. Like I, uh, I, I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm bragging like some kind of a jerk, but I was just at a trade show, and I was speaking to – the owner of another company was not a competitor because they actually build furniture. Like they, basically, they're a finishing shop, f- and they work with 22 um, Amish and Mennonite yeah. builders of furniture, and then they just finish the furniture. So he, I was talking to him at a cocktail party, like one night, and then we were talking about systems and infrastructure, like the digital stuff, like your ERP, your accounting software, your your go-to market on your web strategy, your IT stuff. Anyways, like the whole back end of a of, of a business, really. He's like, oh, my God, this is amazing information. I'm going to bring my guys here tomorrow. And, and I was like, okay, whatever, man. Good to meet you. <laughs> sure enough, he shows up in my showroom because their showroom is next door to ours in this design center. He shows up with his two guys. And for an hour and a half, they were picking my brain. And then the owner of my company comes over and he's like, oh, hey, what's going on? They're like, we're just picking his brain. I was like, okay. And then the owner of my company is like, okay. And then he just walked away. But it's uh, it was very complimentary. It made me realize like how much accumulated information over my career I've actually had in this stuff, and I didn't really sort of pay attention to it. But I think it would be valuable information for for a lot of a lot of companies. So I I think that you know in my field I could or in a similar field I could get in pretty quickly to the point where it just is too risky. I guess is yeah. the answer. Too risky.
2: Right on. All right, for you, Tim, um, it's kind of along the same lines. If well, we still you, got we still have more questions. Okay. <laughs> well, I've only asked you one, so I'll, I'll get this okay, last okay, one out. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, and, the, and I think the, I already yeah, know I the answer sure. to this. So it's kind of the opposite. If you found yourself, somebody came up to you tomorrow and said, "Hey, man, I want you to come and be the creative designer for my company. I'm going to pay you a buttload of money, but it's a nine to five, and it's you're, you're going, you've got a lot of parameters." You don't have creative license, but, you know, it's a job. It's a job, and it's something you may not hate. Would you give up what you're doing now in order to provide your family with 10 well, times the
0: income? Can I just interject? Because chances are, if they made you the creative director, they want your creativity. I understand,
2: so, but there's also, whenever you work for anybody else, there there are, there are boundaries. Yeah. So that you, you'll but, have no, creative it's license. It's too
0: easy an example to say that there's no creativity involved. I want... I want it to be. I, I didn't like, say that. a great question. So let's frame it so that there is yeah. creativity, the, but the there are. The framework is
2: they want his creativity, but they don't want him to spend two weeks building a foosball lamp.
0: You know what I mean? Right. It's also not your content. I got that done in a day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I mean it's so it'd be it'd be an amazing job, but the, but there would yeah. be restrictions. You couldn't oh, no, just, I, I understand. You I understand. couldn't do what you wanted, so you'd have to uh, work yeah, for I the mean, man. But it'd be the money was there.
1: I mean, obviously, like, if it was like a, you know, like one of those jobs where it's like, okay, you have to put, you know, tab A in a slot B all day, then I'm going to say no. no, but, um, not the euphemism, but, <laughs> but uh, Honestly, that, would, Come on. that would be something, that would be something I would consider because, um, I could always quit and, uh, I, and I could, I like challenges. I like, um, I like. You know like the limitations. I would be. I would if you know if it was if it seemed right. You know what I mean. Like it would be like oh here's a place where I can really I can push these push against these walls. You know instead of the like what I've done now in my business is I've I've, I've created these self imposed barriers that I have to restrict myself to and they change and they fluctuate. But you know the one be- reclaimed that's like the big
2: barrier. Um, that's that, that, so like, well, that was my monkey wrench. That was my monkey wrench. You cannot use reclaimed materials. they're, they're it's just going to be like a regular business. You don't get to be all. well
1: I would still that doesn't necessarily cut it out because there's the potential of using new materials in very efficient ways and finding eco-friendly materials there's a lot of you know and any company is going to look for that if it's we do that bottom line bottom line is bottom line you know what I mean so if I it's like I can I can do this without killing baby seals and you make more money they're going to say yes you know what I mean so but if they just like killing baby seals
0: well I mean it's pretty profitable to kill baby seals so good luck with that (laughs) So I would, I would probably,
1: I would be open to it because I'm open to, you know, at this point in my life, I'm open to change and stuff. It doesn't mean I have to sell everything I got. I could just, I could lock the doors in the shop, walk away, and it'll still be there in six months. You For know? sure. The mice might take over, but...
0: And I think that's it? the revelation here is that Tim would take a job. And I think that's a very interesting question and a very revelatory answer. And that's why I wanted Sometimes, to ask it know, because honestly, I think a lot of
2: our audience uh, does see you as the, the ultimate rebel. It's like, no, I'm just going to eat grass and, and use old barns to make furniture and play music, you know, so. I worked for... <laughs> <laughs> whatever.
0: What a caricature.
1: Yeah, That's me. Yeah. Uh, I worked for a newspaper. It was a, a you know, community weekly newspaper chain Um for full time for a while. Um, and I, like, I got the job because I, I left cooking the whole or whatever. And I got this job with these people. It's just because I was like, oh, that sounds like fun. I used to like to write. And, like, I, I blew the, I, I got the interview. And that's what I always say if you can get the interview, you can get the job. Like, and I, but I, I blew it. Like, I didn't know anything. There was a test about governors and stuff. I didn't, you know, but they, they liked me and they saw the potential in me. And it was the, a fantastic job for a couple years. I ended up quitting, uh, because I wanted to drive around the country and, you know, eat tofu. And, um, yeah, then, I was uh, way they, off the mark, huh? Yeah. And then and then I came back and I had no money and they hired me back. And I and then I quit again because I had to push my music career. Uh, and I was like, you know, and then they went they they set me up to where I worked part-time from home and they put a they put a Mac in and they paid for my cable modem. So I could work part-time from home in my own hours. Wow. And I worked for them up until through into being married. Um, it was only about 9 years ago, 8 years ago that I that I lost that part-time job i still had it maybe it's a little longer ago than that but um but i like i still had that job because they were good people and they got me and i got them and i and if they called me tomorrow and said you know they had a position for me where i could continue to be me and work for them i would do it in a heartbeat because it did take a lot of pressure off and they were good people um but to you know just go get some job at like a box store no that's not gonna happen you know your first question would be
0: what would your first question be what's a newspaper? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, really.
1: Yeah. No, they they are doing that's why I ended up ultimately getting laid off because there was just the the business shrank so much. They were like, "Hey, you know, we got these people to work here full-time and we don't want to cut their hours." I said, yeah, "Absolutely." Yeah, absolutely. I'm out, you know.
3: Right.
1: Uh, yeah, so that's yeah, I would uh, honestly it sounds like fun to me at this point to like have a job somewhere where I yeah. like didn't have to well, there's a paycheck at the end of the week yeah. and like like hmm, look at me said. I'm
0: Mr. Jobby job.
1: Yeah, I, was, I mean, it'd be like it'd be like this, like kind of like neat little like I I got my lunchbox and my tie.
0: Yeah. That's funny for about uh, three days.
1: Well, I no, I, I imagine I get a good nine months out of it before I just like, you know, the twelve-year-old
2: mentality
0: helps. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. <laughs> hey, honey, I'm off to my job. Job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I can't but believe they're paying really, me
2: to do this.
1: I'm also really stubborn, you know, so I don't like. Like I would like really try to make it work, I guess. You know, mm. if, if it seemed right. I'm not completely opposed to it. I say that because I haven't had one in so free and long.
0: Yeah. <laughs> do we? That, that
1: wasn't in my underwear in my basement, you know, like the, the newspaper was.
0: Yeah, great mental image. Um, mm. Do we have time for one more?
1: Well, no, but go ahead if you got one. They
0: haven't asked. I have one for Bill. <laughs> what is your ultimate home run dream? as a maker? Hmm... Like, when you picture yourself in your mind, what is the ultimate shop that you imagine yourself in, and what is the ultimate project you see yourself making?
2: The the project I don't know. Um, But the shop is somewhere near my daughter, it doesn't have to be a really big one, and it will have tech in it it will be a cnc or a, a laser probably a laser cnc that right now is like you know what for the first time i'm interested in in a because in a, i say, oh yeah i go to cnc i'd like to do that i like try i really didn't want to try that i lied but i am really interested in laser now and that's a cnc it's a cnc with a laser head instead of a blade on it yeah so right. um yeah i think that would be ultimate for me i can build up a shop out of anything you know I can start off with a screwdriver and a paint scraper and a hammer and and we'll go from there I've done it my whole life but ultimately I want to be able to sit down and type in something and design it and figure out the dimensions and everything and then push go and then yell because I forgot to do something and get mad and then try and stop it really fast and unplug it and whatever you guys do until you figure out how to do it I want to do that I do I'm gonna do that so that Ultimately, I'm I'm living in Utah with a cool backyard shop, and I'm I'm uh, printing out my logo on a on a cigar box guitar neck with my laser printer.
0: There it is. That's what I was looking <laughs> for. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. Okay. Love it. That was All a lot right. of fun. Yeah. You know what we forgot to do last week, Tim. No. We forgot to do the iTunes review review. Did we really? Yeah. Wow.
1: So do you want to cover it this week, or do you want me to?
0: Oh, I don't care. Whatever one you want. Do you have one? Uh, I like the new uh, one. Did you read the, the most recent one? No, I mean, I'm actually at random, just. I randomly read it. I'm
1: actually just opening my iTunes right now to, because I just thought of it as you were saying it. Like, oh, I need to do that. I
2: think we should change this up, and if there's a new one, that takes precedent. Every time there's a new one up there, that's what gets read. Encouraged. Okay,
1: that's a great
0: idea. I like it.
1: Agreed. That's that sounds like fun. Okay. Oh. You got it up in front of you already. I don't, but no? I can. Oh, I've almost got it. Um, uh, let me see. Reviews, ratings, and reviews. Uh, most recent. Okay, it is from Giddy yep. Verb. Yep. Gdyvrfb. Um, subject line: Great fun with five stars. This is July 18th. Um, really love the podcast. This podcast. All three guys are very knowledgeable. Pfft fool them <laughs> and seem to actually have a great connection with each other even though phil speaks canadian that is true uh, maybe i've said too much maybe i said too much is the opening act and these guys are the headliners now that
0: Hi-yo. is accurate a hundred percent is there an uh, is there such thing as an opening act for an opening act
1: yeah the local band
0: gets that gig sometimes so they try to get their local people out okay well i think we know what's going on there
2: yeah. Okay, wait a minute. I'm a little confused. So uh, maybe like a high school band. I got yeah. School band. So we're I'm we're saying. we're the main show. Maybe I've said yeah. too much. as the opening act
0: for the opening act,
2: and then we need somebody for the opening act.
0: Correct. Keith. Still, we still got a vacancy. We got a who? Keith Thieson. We should definitely talk about yeah. that. Yeah, right. Yeah. We could, we it, that
1: podcast has well, he hasn't done one in a while. Keith, that, get on the stick, man.
0: That's what I'm trying yeah. to give him the opportunity
2: to throw one yeah. out there because it's like, look, Keith. Yeah. Oh, good. That's you start sending me. us money, yeah. we'll put you down there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give the boys a baby I've sent, said too much. You
1: send us enough money, Keith. All you have to do is make the podcast, and we will happily promote it. That's right. <laughs> that's right.
0: Yeah. That's he's right. It's fantastic. He's yeah. got about 15 weeks of credit with us. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, what you've been grooving on? Who's first?
0: Phil? I will go first. Uh, Well, I've been, uh, you know, my imagination has been obsessed with, uh, you know, building a a shed workshop. So, I've just been watching a ton of these videos. I, again, watched um, uh, Homemade Modern, Solar powered, whatever. His was... Was kind of a pre made shed, so I just sort of looked at how he did the foundation, which was a good one. So I've I been picking and choosing the ones that I've been watching based on what, how I think I'm going to approach it, and I pay attention and less attention based on construction methodology. But um, I liked my favorite one. It was a three part one done by this British guy, uh, Rag and Bone. You know who oh, he is? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah he, he built his, yeah, he's a Reclaimer guy. Yeah, yeah, he's terrific. I love this guy. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. yeah, and he's, he's done a lot of really, really good content, and he is super committed to the reclaimed. So I love it. Yeah. So he did he did a workshop in his backyard, and uh, well, the UK and Canada have similar, um, in let's say, climates. So I really paid attention to that one because my biggest concern is going to be to winterize it, and what would you do in the winter and I've been I've been obsessing about things like okay well how will I keep my glue from freezing and what will I do with my paint and my finishes and all that stuff and what about ventilation and what about keeping it warm and you know like so I run through these scenarios in my head a million times. Yeah, but he did some interesting stuff with uh, with his roof, which I'm definitely not going to do. But he insulated it. Like I don't want to have any kind of roof where I could like hear the rain constantly like drum beats. And he got a metal roof, so I definitely would not want to do that. But then he'll end up insulating it. But anyways, that was longer than I intended it to be. What about you guys?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I go. Um, I was exposed to Shakespeare this weekend, and I had no idea. I, I had what what blew me away the most. I saw the play *Love's Labor's Lost*, and um, but what what I learned was, or I'm watching something that's written from the 1500s, the 1500s. And people, this was their entertainment. And it's just, it's hard to think back that, you know, be, before TV or going out and see it, you know, going to the movies or something like this is what people would do, is they would make these productions. And um, I didn't realize it was a comedy. And once you get used to the language, you start, you know, once you get over the English language, you start actually hearing it. Uh, it was funny, mm-hmm. it was amazing. Uh, very little in the way to do with props, like, you know, the real Shakespeare's. What it, but it was about the people and them drawing out the emotions and telling a story. And it was, it was fantastic. I could not believe that I was so entertained for almost three hours watching a play. Mm-hmm. And it was fantastic and relevant it's still relevant
3: yeah
1: it it is Because
2: humans are still humans yeah just humans yeah this story was seriously it was about um guys that are gonna we're gonna study and we're gonna swear off girls and we're just gonna learn and we're gonna commit for three years to not have anything to do with girls and party and we're just gonna study that didn't work out so well and then they spent so much time screwing around with each other where the girls were pretending like oh we don't like you and the guys are like we don't like you at the end something horrible happened and it's like you know what we should have spent we should have hooked up when we had the chance. Now we got to go take care of business. But if you're still around when all of this
0: is over, then I really want to get to know you. So it was just... Well, spoilers, man. This thing just came out. Come on. <laughs> For me, it
2: did. For me, it did. Because yeah. other than thinking I saw Romeo and Juliet with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, I thought I had it all down. I was like, ah, I know
0: Shakespeare Shakespeare, right? Yeah. The funny thing yeah, is that Shakespeare the, in his day was actually considered extremely crude. He yeah. was a lot of like... He was, you know... Um, I guess like a lot of pop culture, like he was very pop, you know. And well, there's a, a
1: lot of words that we use today
0: he, he made up, right? Yeah, like literally made like up. It was like just slang. Yeah. yeah. Well, he made just them up. Like, as you know, euphemisms.
1: like like today maybe you know like I just figured out because I'm old. I just figured out "bay," you know, like to call someone a bay. Like that word didn't exist a couple of years ago. Oh, you know, And yeah. you now it does, and it could For become. You know, and it could—that's like what Shakespeare was doing. He was just making up words like that, like half the.
2: No, I'm pretty sure it's just because millennials are lazy, because you know I can say babe, but I'm gonna leave off the book because it's too long. It's just a. No, instead of maybe
1: Shakespeare was lazy too.
0: I don't know. No, no, so. it's not babe. It's a, it's a, it's a contraction, right? So it means like this: per, you love this person so much that they beco- they come before all else. So it's b a e. Yeah. So they call For them Bay. Yeah. Oh,
2: I thought it was just because I was going to say, "Hey, babe," yeah. but you know the b sound. Was too, sounds too like, much. And it's that's like, what makes it it's fun. It's my bay right?
3: Yeah.
1: No. See, because the millennials actually put a lot of thought into their actions before they act, and they and they put a lot of meaning they and depth into it. Much like Shakespeare. They
2: continually surprise me. Other than uh, what's his bucket? I, 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 he's just Ooh,
1: Jackman. Jackman. Yeah. Yeah. no, forget he's, that guy. He's
2: old news now. Yeah.
1: yeah, that is not who I am watching or recommending or interested in. What who I wanted are to mention you, was our, uh,
0: doing that too. Our thing,
1: newest, yeah. uh, our newest Patreon supporter, uh, oh, Barry, Barry Custom. Yeah. yeah, have you seen his channel? Let's say yes.
0: Yeah, we'll okay, both say yes. Well,
1: you should. No, he's. Uh, it's a, it's a pretty new channel. He only has like about a half dozen videos up, but he he sent me a link to his newest video, and it's uh, he made a Batman um, like the bat signal. Out of like so a lot of you know junk and reclaim stuff and so at first I was watching I was like oh but then I I really got into it like uh, his ideas and his presentation and the way he put this thing together I learned a lot the camera angles are mm-hmm. great it was a fantastic video and uh, and I want to see more of them so go check it out yeah so, so Phil is done. that
2: how I used to throw you guys under the bus all the time
0: I don't know have you stopped doing that yeah
2: it's been a while oh
0: well then okay oh. I hadn't noticed but yeah so seems pretty uh, let's seamless. just wrap this up. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. This is a long long one. Yeah, Long one. Our channels on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out WilliamLutz.com. Check out TimSway.net. Also, if you're on that internet browser, check out NewPerspectivesMusic.com. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff uh, on, by email info at ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at ReclaimedAudio iTunes reviews are super important and we will always read out the newest one first. So, go ahead and leave us a review and we will read it out on the show. Patreon.com slash Reclaimed Audio. The absolute best way to help these guys stay on the air and to get all three of them to, you know, sync up their schedules and record at the same time, which we all agree, all kidding aside, is the best formula for this podcast. So. (laughs) So. (laughs) <laughs> all right. That's all yeah. I got. Have a great week, guys.
1: Oh. Bye, everybody. Okay. Yeah. All right. Be good.